This is LifeLinks with a DL link. 12 o'clock, it is the 1st of November 2018. Can you believe it? Wow, how time is flying by so very, very fast. Welcome to it. I'm Nikki Seberini. This is the DL Link on 101.9 High FM. And this, of course, is the show where we connect you through insights, information, and illumination. Great to be with you. Um, and really hope that you're going to be able to stay with us for the next hour. But if for any reason you can't, I do want to remind you that we do podcast every show. So you can um, listen to the show if you have to tune out for a moment or two, just a day or two later, really, it's on the Chai FM website. So just go to com and you'll see there's a little section and you click on the podcast and you go to Thursday, you go to 12 o'clock, the DL Link show, and then you click on the date and there the show will be. It's as easy as that. And for those of you who have really just tuned in for the first time, it's really, really fabulous to have you. If you're not sure about the DL Link and what the DL Link does, well, they are just an incredible organization. They were founded way back in 2010 by Michelle Goodman and Jackie Artsula. And the idea behind the DL Link is to provide a nurturing safe space where patients who are faced with cancer, as well as their families, can turn to for all types of support. It's like the missing link, I call it. So every week we bring you shows, we bring you insightful information, um, and um, yeah, and today certainly will not disappoint. And I was wondering how to introduce a show today, the, the show that we have today. I mean, is this about friendship and support? Is this about what our hair means to us? Is it, and why does our hair mean what it means to us? If we go back to biblical times and we have Samson and Delilah, and we had this gorgeous Delilah who decided to take Samson's power away by by shaving his head or cutting his hair and then he lost all of his power and what is it about this hair that we have that we are so attached to um, and um, and it means so much to us and so we've we've had incredible warriors who've spoken about taking the power back um, before embarking on chemotherapy treatment and deciding to shave their own hair we've spoken about people who have donated their wigs we we know that the DL Link is currently um, re- renovating a, a brand new center, and they're going to have a room where um, cancer warriors can come along and choose wigs and have wigs fitted, and and it's absolutely fantastic. So we're continuing with that discussion. Of course, um, even though it is the end of um, October, October was all around breast cancer awareness. Um, we're, we're we're continuing kind of with that narrative. Um, while we've got. Re- Really, really fascinating and powerful guests today. A jam-packed show. And I'm going to start off by introducing two sisters. Um, and, you know, I started off when I said the power of connection and friendships, family, sisters. And when you have that support, just how much you can overcome. So I'd, start, I'd like to start off by introducing Angela Nell. Angela, welcome. Thank you so much. So lovely to have you on the show. Thank you very much. Angela is a, a breast cancer warrior and her sister Gwen Clark. Hi. Good afternoon. How are you, Gwen? Welcome. Very well, and you? <laughs> it's very difficult for me, and I'm really very grateful you're wearing bright blue because the two of you <laughs> look so similar. It's unbelievable. <laughs> and both of you with very short hair, and there's a reason for that. Yes. We'll get there. But, Angela, you've had quite a journey over the past year, haven't you? It's been a long journey. Mm. It's been a tough journey, but I must say with an excellent support system, um, a lot of good friends, family, having an incredible sister, and yes, a uh, big highlight in my journey, 
like you've seen in uh, the Bodies, Bodies for Life magazine and the video. It was an amazing journey. So let's talk about how the journey started. So how did you find out that you had breast cancer and, and what, what was your response when you first got that, that diagnosis? Well, I was basically on my way to the doctor with my little girl, um, feeling a lump in my breast. Um, had you felt it for a while? No, that no. was just that morning. Right. It was quite weird. I got to the doctor and she examined uh, my little girl, Monet, and um, I said to her, listen, I actually felt this lump this morning. Should I be concerned? And she said, yes, let's rather go f- send you to a mammogram and yeah, they can have a look and just make sure everything is okay. Good for her. And there the journey started. On that same day, the appointment was booked and they immediately told me, listen, we are concerned. Uh, two days later, they did the biopsy for me. And from there, I um, went through to Dr. Carol Ann Ben. She's based in Mill Park. Mm. And she saw me, actually, they fitted me on, in on a Sunday. Wow. So she made space for me, actually, to me on a Sunday. And from there, um, it was through to Dr. Demetrio in Parktown mm-hmm. and then I started my chemo. You started chemo. Yeah. And so when you were when you were diagnosed with breast cancer, as you say, you know, you were at the doctor for a completely different reason. Yeah. A couple of days later you have this diagnosis. What was going through your mind? Well, like my husband explained it it's quite um like in the movies where everything kind of goes very quiet around you. Mm. You can hear the clock ticking in the back and you can see the doctor saying something, but the moment you walk out there, you can't really remember anything. Mm. And I think mm. they know it happens because of shock. Mm. So they give you a lot of uh, paperwork to read through that's informative and they're also very supportive um, to inform you about what's going to happen and what are they going to do and what's not going to happen. So I must say Dr. Carol and Ben had actually told me one thing I'll never forget. She said to me that day, I can't cook, but I can do this, <laughs> and you'll be fine. She's amazing. She is absolutely amazing. She's just f- f- a phenomenal human yes, being. Phenomenal. So, Glenn, when you find out your sister has breast cancer, how do you cope with that? I was devastated. Um, she being my baby sister. Mm. I've always felt very protective of my two sisters, mm. and um, I was devastated. And the worst for me was, um, even though we supported her as well as we did, she had to go through this alone. Um, that was the worst part for me. Mm-hmm. What do you mean pain, she had to have the treatment? She, she had, had to, to experience the at pain. At the end of the she day, it's actually a lonely road because uh, you've got this fight with your body and in your mind, um, and you have to do it by yourself. Mm-hmm. Nobody else can do that for mm-hmm. you. So that was the worst part for me is, even though we're there, she's she's gonna have to do it on her own. Yeah, you know, I've had I've had relatives, I've had family members sitting with warriors, and we talk about the shock, and we talk about what goes through your mind. And so often, um, you know, the warrior says, you know, I can deal with it. The hardest part is is dealing with my family because they're helpless. You know, mm. I know what I'm going through. I'm yeah. the one I wake up, I go through mm. the treatment, it's my mind. I know what I'm eating, I know how I'm sleeping. But you as the outsider, as you've said, you know, the realization, your younger sister, you can't save her. Absolutely. You can only support her. I can only support her. And that in itself is a huge part of accepting this this whole cancer journey, you know, in your way, not just in her way. Absolutely. Mm. Absolutely. And she was such a warrior. Um 
even till today, she never stopped fighting. There wasn't one day that she didn't get up and get dressed and just carried on fighting. She is such a warrior, and I look up to her absolutely every day. Oh, fantastic. I love her to bits. Oh, you love her to bits. Let's take a, a quick break because besides having you and, and another sister and, you know, an incredible group of friends, mm. let's talk about you, you said, you know, this was a journey she had to go on. She had to embark on this journey on yeah. her own, but there was something that you guys did which I think is so incredible. And I've asked myself quite a few times since I've watched the video, could I do it? Let's take a break. We'll be right back. This is LifeLinks with a DL Link. Thank you for staying with us. The DL Link where we connect you through insights, information and illumination. Our breast cancer warrior today, Angela Nell, sharing her story a year ago. She was diagnosed just over a year ago um, with breast cancer um, and just the shock and the horror of of this diagnosis. Um, and uh, Angela's sister, Gwen Clark, is in the studio as well. And Gwen talking about this. You know, having a younger sister, loving her, wanting to help her, but the realization and coming to terms with the fact that this was Angela's journey and she had to embark on this journey on her own. Um, but they did something. She did something extraordinary. Um, well, a group of people did something extraordinary for Angela. So I'd like to um, bring on Angela's best friend, Nadia Swart. Um, oh, she's not there. Oh, goodness. So Nadia came up with um, such an incredible idea. We're going to try and get hold of, of Nadia Again, shame, Angela. You keep having to move forward. You're okay there. <laughs> so, so, so Nadia came up with an idea. Um, and who did she approach first? Who, who did did she did she tell you about it? Yes, yeah, she phoned me the one day and she said, "Listen, I've, I've got a mad idea, and I'm not quite sure if you're going to be happy if we do this." And I said to her, "I don't agree, and I'm not happy, and, and you're not doing it." So, firstly, I didn't even I didn't agree. Eventually, she drove to my house Why and she not? said to me, if it's something we want to do for ourselves, I said, then by all means, you're more than welcome to do it. But don't do it for me. So do what, it for yourself. Okay, so, oh, that's so interesting. So you, you didn't want them to do it? No, especially if you wake up the next morning and you go to the cafe and you've got no hair and everybody stares at you, then, yeah, you might think, why did I do this? <laughs> so so her idea was for all of you, for all of them, mm. to, to shave their hair. Mm-hmm. So let, before before we go there, because we're waiting for her, mm. when, when you went for chemotherapy yes. um, and you knew that there was a risk that you were going to lose your hair, mm. did you cut your hair first? Did I you, did. What, what did you do? My hair was long. It was on my back. So I've cut it basically to my shoulders. Mm-hmm. and then You mean it was that long? It, yes. went, it was long, hey? yeah. Okay, so you cut it to your shoulders, yes. and then? And then basically 14 days after your first uh, red devil, the red chemo, 14 days then it falls out. Okay. And then so, you, so what, are you washing your hair, away and it's coming out in clumps, waking if, up in the morning? Yeah, and if you wake up, it's basically on your pillow. And it's everywhere you walk, you leave like... Uh, hair behind on the floor so it's quite bad it falls out quickly did you think about taking your hair and uh, keeping it and maybe having a wig made no i didn't even consider didn't it cross your mind. Yeah, did you know all. it was a possibility 
No, I didn't. You didn't At even that know. point, I didn't, um, and I found that out a little bit too late. Okay, because I'm just thinking. I mean, you had all of this long, long hair. So your hair is falling out, and then did you make the decision? I'm, I'm going to shave it. Yes, my sister-in-law Suzanne. Now she is a hairdresser, mm-hmm. and she said, "Listen, the day you're ready, and the day it's time, give me a call. I'll come to the house and shave it for you." So I had the kids there present, make sure that they see the process. And my little girl was sitting on my lap. She didn't quite understand everything, but she saw everything happen. And we thought it's a better way for them to deal with it. But I thought your son wasn't there. My son wasn't there, my eldest. He's a teenager now, Devin. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And uh, he said to me he'd rather not be there. Really? He can't. Yeah, do mm, it. Mm. So. And so he was talking to someone at school and making sure he was going to be okay about it. That's that's a tough one, yeah, you know. He's got to deal tough. with it on on many levels. Absolutely. Seeing you different, also yes. worrying what other people are going to think about you, yeah. what you're going to go through. But you went there, and she came along and she shaved your hair. And how was that? I felt relieved. I must say, it's like cross that. Yes, that boundary, it's like finally. something that's in front of you. This this big mountain mm. and. Eventually, when that's out of the way, it's something less to worry about. Yeah, yeah. And you, d- you actually realize it wasn't you wasn't you weren't supposed to spend so much time on, on that worrying about it because mm. it's just your hair. Gee whiz! So it's wonderful. We've got we've got Nadia on the line. I hope she's there. Nadia, are you there? Hi. Hello. You? Welcome, welcome, Nadia Swan. Lovely uh, to have you on the show. The weather here is very bad. Listen, <laughs> we can we can hear you perfectly. I hope that that you can hear us. Um, as you know, Angela and Gwen are in the studio, and Angela's talking about this idea that you had um, that everybody shave their hair. Now, how how did you come up with this idea? Where did it come from? Oh, you know. The first time, I can still remember, can you hear me? No, loud and clear. Um, the first time, I can still remember the first time when I heard about Angela. My father was in a big accident, so I was in the house, at my father's house. And my, my husband didn't tell me about it until the time I, my, we, we took my father home. He was, um, he almost didn't make it in the accident. Sure. So my husband told me about it and I was, so shocked about everything happening around me, you know. And I don't know, something just clicked in my head and, and I was thinking, we go through all of this, but are we actually doing something about it? And as the time passes, I was talking to to, um, to Gwen and I know she wanted to shave her hair for her sister. Mm-hmm. And I saw a lot of women around me. You know, they walk through life and nothing is nothing seems real. The women I know is strong, but they don't really know themselves. Hmm. So I was having this idea, and I was telling Angela, "Please, we can't let this just go and just pause without the meaning." Uh, there was actually twenty-four girls in the beginning, mm-hmm. so we only ended up uh, um, being five girls. But um, I wanted to make women feel strong about themselves, not only about air. And the the video's name is Every Moment Count. So the name, one day I was talking to Angela and she said, no, but we, what about that? We mustn't shave air. Everyone is doing it, making emotional decisions about it. And I said to her, but you know, but every moment counts. And maybe it's not going to make a difference in your life, but it's going to make a difference in, in all the other women's lives. 
So hmm. today, here we are. Hmm. My life has changed. Angela changed my life, and now I'm going to cry again. Mm. I don't know why I can't stop crying because of this. <laughs> it's a good thing. It's a good cry. It's a good cry. Yeah, you know, going, it's, the, the big thing is we can sympathize, but actually, it's easy to say, I, I'm sorry, I had to put breast cancer. But I think empathy is a bigger word and a bigger thing to do. Maybe if you just put yourself in someone's shoes and as a woman, try and go and buy your, do your daily, you know, your daily things, go and buy bread and milk without air. Maybe then you only will understand what that woman with the breast cancer goes through. Hmm. So 24 girls were going to shave their hair, landed up being five of you, um, and you recorded it. You put it on video, and it is the most beautiful, beautiful video. So who decided to film it and put it out there? Sorry? Who decided to film it and uh, put it out there for everyone to see? You know, I must say, Carla, the girl that made the video, she did a great job too. To put the right message there. Mm. We didn't want to make it um, like thing. You know, everyone's shaving their hair. We we really wanted to make a point because after, after I got this 24 goals, there was a, a lot of controversial questions. You won't believe. Controversial questions and debates. Yes. But, you know, why shave your hair? And I was thinking... Um, only, I think only when you take everything off you, then you will know yourself. And maybe then only you will see your, your right identity. Wow. Hmm. It's very interesting. So you've spoken about doing it to show a woman's strength. Um, you've spoken about shaving your hair and fully bearing yourself yes. um, to truly experience something. Um, and, and all of this to, to find out who you, who you really are. As you said, the experience has changed you. That's incredible, Nadia. So I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to ask Gwen because Gwen, you mentioned that you wanted to shave your hair. Yeah. Um, as you said, Angela had to go on this journey on her own. Um, four, four other ladies, women joined you. Um, and you all got together. You had a makeup artist who came first and made your faces up and you all looked yeah. absolutely beautiful. And then slowly, it was like a ceremony. There was a, you know, when I watched it, there was like, it was like a sacred ceremony. It was a sisterhood of women. Absolutely. It was, it was one amazing day. Yeah. It was definitely about every moment counts and remembering that yesterday has passed. Tomorrow's only a promise. You've only got today. Right. And to make every moment count, mm. no matter if it's bad or good, but remember every moment mm. and live in the moment. Live in this moment. Live in this, this moment. This moment is all we have. That's all we have. All we have. Let's take a break. We'll be right back. This is Life Links with a DL Link. Walking with Warriors. Thank you so much for staying with us. The DL Link Show on 101.9 Chai FM. I'm Nikki Seberini. What an incredible story. I'm um, just uh, talking off air while the commercials are on and, and someone says this is such a wild thing. And it is. It's such a wild thing. Um, Angela Nell being diagnosed with breast cancer, losing her hair um, after going for, I think, one or two sessions of chemotherapy. And then a group of friends coming together and saying, we are going to stand by you and we're going to show you our support and we're 
we're going to show our strength as women and a sisterhood and what is hair? We still love, we're still sensual, we're still beautiful, we're still powerful. Um, you know, I started off the show and I spoke about Samson and Delilah and how Delilah shaved Samson's hair to gain his strength and here you shaved your hair to gain your strength. Mm-hmm. I mean, not for, for him to lose his strength, yet you gained Absolutely. your strength from the shaving of the hair. Absolutely, I did. So how did it feel? I think it was, Nadia, I think it was you on the video where when the, the, the razor is put right by your, by your scalp and I just saw this grimace on your face. Was that you? Is, is, am I, I talk, were you the right one in the video? You've got like longish, a shoulder mm-hmm. length hair. Um, and as that razor came near you, I, I could just see what was crossing your mind. Like, oh my God, there's no turning back. It's like, this is it. And, and then yeah. your hair, and then your hair was shaved off. How was that I experience? Must, I, I must say, you know, I wasn't really scared about the shaving of the hair, but I've never had a blade so close to my skin. Yes, I thought about that. <laughs> I it was must so be very scary. I'm going to shave off my skin. Uh, it's only going to be blood uh, everywhere. I can understand that because, as you say, we've never had our hair shaved. How would we, what would we know about having it shaved? And when your hair was shaved and you, these long locks of hair fell to the ground and you could shake your head, head and you felt nothing, describe that feeling. You know, it's, at, just at that moment, it felt like everything in life was not that bad to say. Hmm. I can't actually describe it. The best part, though, is not to wash anything the day after. (laughs) (laughs) But I think just even looking at that, if you do your day-to-day thing, then you realize, what do I worry about? Why do I care about something small? You know, there's bigger things in life. And I I think in the video, the guy says it so loud and clear. You must enjoy every moment of your life. It doesn't Mm. matter what trouble you have. It will pause. Hmm. I think after the shaving, we all know ourselves much better because now you only have your personality to count on. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) Can't hide behind your head. (laughs) No no such thing. And you realize exactly everything's put into perspective. So, uh, Gwen, you're you're nodding your head. Uh, Describe it in, in your words. Sorry, I can't. I've asked Gwen to tell us how it was for her. Oh, okay. I wanted to go first because um, it was a big step. And my three daughters were quite upset and said, please, mommy, don't shave everything off. So I decided I'll go number three. And um, they each had a turn to cut my hair and shave my hair. Um, it was such an emotional thing to do to free yourself of something so mediocre that you die and you wash and you blow. And it's actually nothing because at the end of the day, we're so much more than just our hair. Mm. And, yeah, it was a wonderful day, and I was so glad that I could spend it with everybody there. Mm. All these beautiful women. All these beautiful women. support. And I loved what Nadia said because it is a metaphor for life, yes. really. And, that, and, Angela, you said it as well, that idea of losing your hair. It was mm. this mountain that you had to mm. climb. And once you shaved your hair, you realized that it was just a mountain that you had to yeah. climb. You were now the other side of that mountain. Absolutely. And that's, yeah. that's challenge in life. Mm. Um, all, all challenges, you've just got to get through 
the challenge mm. um, and waiting on the other side is so much, so much learning, so much light, so much, you know, whatever it is. So it's it's incredible that you've turned it into this wonderful video with this beautiful, beautiful song. So people who are listening now and they're curious, they want to see these five women who shaved their hair. And I really encourage you to, where can they, where can they watch the video, Angela? Uh, they can uh, go onto YouTube and go under Every Moment Counts. Okay, Every Moment Counts. Yes. The video is there. The video is there and you guys can watch it. It's about six minutes. But it's really worth it. Like it. Share it. Mm. It's a very powerful message. It's a beautiful, beautiful message, really. Nadia, thank you so much for joining us. It was great having you on the show. What a brilliant initiative. What a brave warrior you are. Um, You know, you brought so much light to everybody. um, And thanks for taking time and sharing it with us. Really lovely having you on the show. Thank you. Thanks a lot. Can I just say that um, I think the, the, the big warrior in here is Angela. Yes. She made it this far and she changed my life. Mm. And I think a lot of people around her. Amazing. Amazing, Nadia. Thank you so much. Thanks for joining Thanks us. Thanks a lot. Thank you. Enjoy your day. Thanks and you too. Bye bye. So, Angela, this incredible experience. There you are. You know, your hair's shaved. Your friends, your sister around you decides to do it as well. But then something happens because then the men arrive to see how you're all doing. Yes. And they take <laughs> off their caps and they had also. Shaved all Taking the, the step in there to yeah. shave their hair. It we were quite surprised. <laughs> <laughs> Would you like, what have you done? <laughs> I can tell you one thing. The first time we were actually went to a restaurant with three kids and the two parents sitting there bald-headed. <laughs> it was like everybody was watching us. And probably thinking, okay, who is the sick one? <laughs> because nobody knew. But, oh. yeah, it was quite amazing. And how have your kids responded to the shaved hair, your husband shaving his hair? How Actually, was they did so well. Obviously, my baby being two and a half, Luan, um, if he hears my voice, that's mom. So he's happy. He, yeah. he didn't actually respond. My little girl, she was sitting on my lap, touching my head the whole time. Uh-huh. It was in the beginning a, lo- a big thing for her. But then she got used to it, and she keeps on combing my hair now, now yes. that it's a little bit longer. Bit, yeah. And looking forward that it's going to be a little bit longer <laughs> because she wants to, you know, play with it. Uh-huh. And then Devin, my, my teenager, um, oh, he actually did well, and it didn't, it didn't bother him. Eh? Mm. He, just, he was just well. very um, worried that nobody must look at me or laugh at me, and that was his concern. He was wanted to... Make sure that I'm okay, that's all. Just amazing. Mm. And then he gets to see that you're okay regardless of what anybody thinks. Yeah. I walked around without um, wearing anything. And I said to everybody that one Sunday morning, I said, listen, that's me. And this is how I'm going to go out the door. And you all must be okay with that. And they said they don't have a problem. Lesson in acceptance. Yes. I love that. That's how we did it. In a strength. That's so, so beautiful. (laughs) So how are you? Because, of course, the the chemo was very successful, wasn't it? Absolutely. Um, It was amazing. I must say, um, yeah, while you're busy with it, it's something you actually want to at some point stop and say, I can't do this mm. and I'm going to give up. Mm. But I had Louis, my husband, standing behind me mm-hmm. every step of the way mm-hmm. and encouraging me every time, listen, it's the last one. Come on, you have to get up to this. Yeah. So, yes, we, we went through the, the four red devils, the 12 taxel, and then I had 30 radiation sessions. It was on a daily basis. And so far, so good. Everything is, is doctors happy. 
I've been blessed, really. I'm very thankful. That's fantastic. That is absolutely fantastic. And what have you learned from this whole process? How are you, if you look back before you had that diagnosis, if you look at the Angela then and the mm. Angela now, are you the same? No, I'm never, I, I'll never be the same person I was. Um, the one thing I've learned is um, I want to live a little bit slower. And um, I'm what trying that, What does that mean? That means getting home and rushing to get the food done or tidying up the house. Rather go and sit on the floor and build blocks with your kids. And just go and sit outside at night and maybe have a look at the full moon mm. and show your children the stars because mm. do you still do that? Mm. And, yeah, just, just take in every moment and, um, yeah, live a little bit slower and don't miss the small things. Don't miss the small things. Mm. Wow, that's incredible. And for you, Gwen? It's changed me in every way. Um, it's made me stronger. And um, I wanted to show my three girls as well that in the face of any adversity, um, if you believe in yourself and you believe in your God, that you can get through anything. Mm. That you can get through anything. Mm. And climb the mountain. Go over the mountain mm. and get to the other side. Mm. Mm. Beautiful. Yes. Thank you so, so much. Ladies, so amazing having you on the show. You know, beautiful, beautiful sisters with the short hair, um, glowing eyes, beautiful smiles, and uh, a wonderful story of upliftment and, and, and so inspiring. So go to YouTube. Go on. Go and watch the video. It is amazing. So you just go to YouTube and you just type in Every Moment Counts. And yes. the, the video will come up. And, of course, your story is also in uh, Buddies, B for Life. Buddies for Life, BFL magazine. Yes. And Buddies for Life, um, I, I was contacted a while ago by someone who has a friend who has been diagnosed with breast cancer. And we spoke about um, – and, and, she, you know, she was so lost um, on, this, on this journey. And I said, you've got to listen to the show. You've got to get Buddies for Life. You've got to – because there's such a huge community out there, Absolutely. a supportive community. And that's, I'm sure, also for you is that it's opened up a whole world of Absolutely, new people and new yes. experience. You meet a lot of new people. Mm, mm. So we get quite a few people on the show um, from the magazine Buddies for Life, um, and I know that these shows are uh, these these magazines are a lot of, at a lot of oncology centres mm. um, and uh, centers, yeah, yeah. So so. Please do get your hands there on this incredible, incredible magazine Buddies for Life, Angela Gwen. Wonderful, wonderful having you on the show. Angela, we wish you good health and Thank vitality, so living slow, mm -hmm. leaning into every moment, expanding every moment. What a gift. People go through their lives rushing, 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 and they never mm. get to see how important the moment is. Absolutely. So thank you thank for Thank you that. so much for having me. Lovely having, having you on the show. Really beautiful. Let's take a break. We'll be right back. This is Life Links with a DL Link. Walking with Warriors. 
101.9 High FM, the DL Link show where we connect you through insights, information and illumination. Two illuminating guests, they were Angela Nell, uh, breast cancer warrior and Gwen Clark, her sister, um, talking about that incredible video, the day when these five ladies came together, shaved their hair and found themselves in a completely, completely new way. So go along to YouTube. Every moment counts. It is really a very special special video. So we're continuing with it. You know, I asked Angela the question when she shaved, she had this long, long hair and she lost all the hair from the chemotherapy. She she first cut it, then she shaved it off. Um, and I asked her about using that hair for a wig um, because I don't know if everybody knows that they can take their hair and have beautiful, beautiful wigs made. You know, it's such a personal thing. Started off talking about hair, this attachment to hair. We talk about a crowning glory. Um, I loved how Gwen said, you know, we put place so much importance on our hair, how it looks, its color, its shape, its everything. And once she had shaved it off, it, it changed every experience. Everything was put into perspective. But it's so personal. What does your hair mean to you? Well, we're going to be continuing with the conversation and talking Talking about wigs and and having wigs made and you know these schools around this incredible city in which we live when um, on certain days young students are having their hair cut and they're donating their hair to cancer warriors who are having wigs made um, and I just just love that story but let's talk to the ladies who actually make the wigs it's very um, it's it's very new to South Africa to have wigs made out of hair taking people's hair that they've donated and having wigs made so we have the experts in the studio because as we said you know it's, there are not many people who can do it so I'd like to welcome um, Delia Dan Ashwood um, and her partner and also her mother, um, Elizabeth, um, and they are co-owners of A Few Grey Hairs. Elizabeth, welcome. Um, and Delia, welcome. Hello. Thank you. Really lovely to today. have you back on the show. Thank you. And I just want to say that you both look incredible. And Elizabeth, you know, I've got a very young looking mother and you're a very young looking mother. Oh, thank you. <laughs> and you have a close relationship. Very yes. close. Yes. Mm. We've always had a lovely a lovely friendship and we now actually for most of my life we've been business partners and um yeah long wow. may it last how do mothers and daughters go into business and not destroy one another <laughs> <laughs> easily oh, i'm telling you you know a lot of it is around respect mm. and, and being able to learn from mm. each other lovely. so my mum has taught me everything i know around wig making and uh, being able to use the technology that we have today, modern technology, we can then combine the two and make something very special. So you've been in the wig business for many years. Mm, it was a big to. family business. Yes. Right, yes. Elizabeth. Yes. And then a, a while ago, <clears throat> the two of you moved away. We did. Mm. But it, 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 it's at the time, it must have been very stressful very. having the split. Yes. But there was a hidden gift there, wasn't there? There was. Share yes. it with us. Well, we then... Uh, met people, ladies that wanted to have their own hair made into a wig. And this is where Dina and I thought, right, we put our heads together. It hasn't been done before. We use usually Asian hair, which is quite different to our European hair. Mm -hmm. And um, we started making wigs from ladies that had long hair who were going to go through chemotherapy and wanted to have it used in their own wig. 
What is involved in making a wig? I mean, how many hairs on someone's head um, are there? I mean, how and, and do you take each individual hair? How, how does it work? It's, um, well, it's not hair by hair, but I probably when I'm hand knotting, it's like five or six hairs at a time. She was. Into hand a, knotting. Hand knotting into a needle and through a net base. Wow. And so then you do that and then, and then you're going to be cutting it into a style or whatever. Yes. So you first attach the hair. Yes. And then you do yes. that. Wow. Yes. And Delia, that must be quite challenging because everyone has, you know, you said you were working with Asian hair before, very specific, probably Much very easier. thick and Much smooth easier. and right, straight. Yes. Um, and here people are having their hair shaved off and they're bringing their hair to you. So all different types of hair and must come with different challenges as well. Absolutely. But I think the thing is, Nikki, is that I had been born into the business of wig making and um, and being a little girl had watched women um, buy wigs that I felt w- you could see that they were wigs. Mm-hmm. So either they were synthetic hair or they were made from Indian or Asian hair, as Liz said. And being that little girl, I was able to differentiate. And in the back of my mind, I was constantly aware that there had to be another way. Mm-hmm. And... Um, selling wigs to people every day, you you actually ask yourself, what would I choose if I lost my hair? And the options weren't good enough for me. Mm-hmm. And so when we had the opportunity to do it our way and start again, we came up with the, the concept to give women what they really want if they want to wear a wig. Hmm. Incredible. Mm. Let's take a break. We'll be right back because I'm dying to um, find out about the name of your company. So we'll be we'll be back. Stay with us. This is Life Links with a DL link. Hi FM, you are tuned to the DL Link Show. If you've missed any part of the show or if you're going to be missing, remember that we do podcast each and every show. Just go to the Chai FM website, chaifm.com. Look at the podcast, the day, Thursday, DL Link, and you can get to listen to this show and all others that you have missed in the past. We're talking about wigs and we're talking about um, women who go for chemotherapy and inevitably lose their hair. Um, and it's such a personal choice as to whether you want to walk around with no hair or whether you want to put a scarf or a hat or whether you want to take your hair and have it made into a wig so that when you look in the mirror, you see yourself as you remember yourself. Um, and so I have Delia Dashwood and Elizabeth um, Dashwood. Um, they are mother and daughter. They are partners. Um, and they the first in South Africa to make hair out of um well, you've, you'd always made hair, as you said, you know, using Asian hair or Indian hair, but using European. people's hair, European mm-hmm. hair, people's own hair for, 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 for their own wigs. Custom made, custom mm-hmm. made wigs. So <gasps> the company's called A Few Gray Hairs, and I love that. You know, when I first, when I first read that, I've, I've got to ask, why is it called A Few Gray Hairs? <laughs> is it because you develop many gray hairs while trying to make your <laughs> wigs? <laughs> I think so. <laughs> It's actually a very sweet story, Nikki. So when we started up on our own, we were sitting around in a bit of a crisis. And I said, right, guys, we have to have a name for this business. And my son was only four at the time, and he was very aware that there was just his nana 
his gran and myself and himself. And he said, well, let's call ourselves the three kittens. <laughs> and I said to him, no, you know, we can't do that. You know, that, that. And he said, well, then I've got another name. How about the three bunny rabbits? And my mom said, well, you know, the other name for bunny rabbits is hares. So I made a joke and I said, well, guys, we can't call it a th- just the three hares because most people that come to us actually only have three yeah. hares. <laughs> <laughs> and suddenly, within about four minutes, we had the name A Few Grey Hairs. I love it. I really, really love it. Oh, a Few Grey Hairs was born. There it was. Yes. There born. it was. Waiting. Waiting, waiting, to, waiting yes. to be born. So we, we have someone in the studio who has herself being a part of your journey in um, realizing the dream of, of helping someone uh, wear a wig with with a lot of meaning. Um, but I'm not going to tell you any more about that. I'm going to let uh, Anya tell, tell tell you more about that, um, just how she, Anya, Orna, um, just how her and her sisters really gifted her sister with such an extraordinary gift. Um, and, and it was actually Orna who off air said, listening to Angela's story it was wow with everyone shaving their hair but what you and your sisters did is also so wow and so meaningful um, there's so much there so Orna welcome lovely lovely Thank having you. you on the show and tell us your story because you've been a part of wig making well <laughs> you know contributing to wig making because there's a reason behind it shared with us so I got involved in donating mahi after my youngest sister was diagnosed with breast cancer mm-hmm. at age 36. Wow. I'm one of three girls mm-hmm. and watching her lose her dark, beautiful ponytail for us was devastating. Did she lose it slowly? Well, Does it, was we, it actually, the, we actually decided, we found, that's when we found Liz and Delia. Okay. And so, we, so, we found out yes. that she could, they could make a wig for our sister using her own hair. So at what point did she then cut her hair? Before her first treatment. Okay. So you were all there? Did she, was it just a cut? Was it a shave? Describe it to us. So she decided to shave off all her hair so that she didn't have hair coming out on her pillow. Mm -hmm. Um, She took off all her hair and Liz and Delia were going to make her own wig. While we were sitting with her, I said to Delia, I wish that I could give her my hair. I wish that she could use it. And Delia said she can. Um, By simply lifting the top layer of our hair, Delia cut as many sections as we wanted to donate. Wow. She mixed our three hair together and made a beautiful, beautiful wig made out of the hair from the three of us. From the three sisters. And then they went further and they actually embroidered in pink inside the wig, Sisters United on a Journey of Hope and Courage. Sure. I mean, how's that? You know, this is just incredible. It is so meaningful. It's, it's quite yes. beautiful. So in really. that way, she was able to carry us with her wherever she went. And it didn't really matter how long our hair was. They didn't need a 35, centi- a 35 centimeter pony. They could take our hair from the very top and use it in the wig. So, so Delia, so people can really, they don't have to shave their heads or they don't have to cut, cut their hair short in order to donate. Yes, this was a problem wow. we had encountered, uh, well, I had in my wig-making life, is that women then considered donations as really a good trim. 
and um, but what we needed was length mm. because the fashion is long hair. Mm. So even uh, you know if you now come to purchase a wig, you're not necessarily wanting to purchase a short wig unless you want a synthetic short wig. But if you're wanting long hair, you have to have your human hair, mm. and um, and this is this is then how we. We get the girls involved and wow. we, we get the schools involved. And what the girls do at the schools is they give one or two or some of them more individual tiny little ponytails, the thickness of your small finger, and a hundred of those mixed together create a whole new texture of hair and that makes one wig. So, so you use lots of different hair? Absolutely. Okay. So we mix a hundred different ponies and some of the girls ask us, but how can you mix a curly blonde hair with a dark straight hair? And funnily enough, as Liz mentioned, when we're working with hair, we're using five hairs at a time. So by taking a little bit of everybody's hair, you create a new color and a new texture, hmm. which is almost the ideal hair type because, mm. you know, as women, and we have been qualified hairdressers our whole lives. And if it's one thing I've heard over and over, and that is, I don't like my dark hair, I don't like my curly mm, hair. Too straight, too, too curly. curly. That's right. right. And so then by being able to assemble everybody's hair together, we create the almost perfect hair. And uh, it's just such a blessing. You know, Jeez. I listened to the sisters before us, and I think what really comes through so strongly is that people want to help. And there's very little you can do. And being a little girl in the wig making business myself, I watched that. And I myself felt their frustration. Mm. And when we had the chance, we made something. We made it work. We found a way to give women what they want. And what women really want is support. Mm. And if they can have a little bit of their family's hair, a little bit of friends' hair, or otherwise simply just from the community at large. And then the words of the the, the donors, we stitch onto the inside Excellent. of the wig or we can stitch. Um, we Doesn't can make it uncomfortable with that little embroidery on the no, inside. You know, funnily enough, no, not at fine. all. It's uh. just so soft, you know. Oh. It's a lace interior. And, um, yeah, that's that's really what we're able to do. Mm. You're doing what you love? Absolutely. And I you're helping so many. Else. Again, it's this whole sisterhood thing, which I'm yes. I'm really, really loving. The power yes. of women and mm. understanding one another and helping yes. one another, mm. which is just phenomenal. Mm. But what I mean for you, for the three sisters to, to make this one wig with this very special message, I mean, it, it must have felt that you, you, you could take part in, 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 in the, the journey that your, your sister had to go on, you know, like you were part of that journey. We were, and I think it was really very comforting for her to have all three of us with her, on her, mm. in her wig at all times. Mm. And really the way that Liz and Delia cut hair make it easy to give it. Although for my sister we would have shaved our head, we would have cut off our arms, there was nothing that we wouldn't have done. But for other people that want to donate hair, you don't need to walk away with a new hairstyle. You don't need to grow your hair very long. Hair of any length can be donated to friends, to strangers, to anybody, especially we go into the schools, I speak to the girls in assembly, um, and we encourage them to cut their hair. These young girls have got such beautiful, healthy 
thick, long, mm, thick hair. Mm. The response has been unbelievable at the schools. The girls are so happy to donate. They give as much or as little as they're happy with. They go home, they look the same. And unless they tell their families, we donated hair today, you actually can't see. It's incredible, really. So it's easy to give. And it's so appreciated. It's so appreciated by the recipient to receive hair from people. Mm. Wow. Let's take a break. And after that, let's talk about um, the, the, also your YouTube video that you've got, um, getting schools involved, um, getting these girls to donate their hair. So stay with us because if you're keen, if this is something you want to do, you've got beautiful long hair, you're happy to have a thin little bit cut off, a little ponytail, um, and you know that it's going to be what a, what a great contribution, what a great thing to do. Stay with us. We're going to tell you how you can get involved. This is LifeLinks with a DL Link. Welcome back to the DL Link Show, where we connect you through insights, information, and illumination. I'm Nikki Seberini, here for you on 101.9 High FM. Um, Delia and Elizabeth Dashwood are in the studio. Um, they are co-owners of A Few Grey Hairs. Um, they make wigs, um, and they really are the first in the country to use European hair. Um, they're going around to schools. They're making wigs for um, chemotherapy, uh, cancer warriors, um, and, and it's just a... It's just a wonderful, incredible thing that they're doing. Uh, Orna Hershevitz um, is is a volunteer. Um, her and her sister uh, and and decided to join forces with her sister who had been diagnosed to make one wig um, using um, three hair, the, the three sisters' hairs, and and just a really beautiful story. And you know, Orna, I'm, I'm looking at you, and if you if you think about the fact that Orna and uh, her two sisters, their hair made a wig, you would think I'd be looking at someone with a shaved head, and and not at all. You've got this beautiful, long, thick hair. When was when when was this wig made? How long ago? So the wig was actually made over two about two years ago, mm. but since then. Mm. I have donated my hair three more times, and it's just that's incredible in the manner in which Liz and Delia cut that you actually can't tell that you've lost any hair. It's such a clever way to cut, and I actually donated three ponytails last Friday. Really? Nobody knows. Nobody knows. Nobody Nobody knows. knows. It's just a very, very clever way. And a very easy way to give and to help somebody. Mm. And hair grows back. Hair grows back. Hair grows back. We're all so attached. Uh. And I include myself in that. Mm. But it grows back. Mm. Just look at these beautiful sisters and friends (laughs) who shaved their hair. Um, Delia, so you're talking about wanting long hair. Mm. So it's not just trimming your hair and taking the trimmings and donating that. It's actually having these ponytails cut out of the hair, little segments that you wouldn't even notice putting all the different hair together. So I also went, I was very busy on YouTube, you know, (laughs) watching your videos well, and I saw that Kingsmead Girls donated 1,286 Ponytails just the other day in October. Phenomenal. Phenomenal. 1,286. So that's how many girls got involved. You, and then you just cut off the little ponytails and now you, how many wigs could you make out of 1,286 ponytails? Well, if you do the math, takes us, we use a hundred ponytails to make one wig. And, um, the video that you're talking about on YouTube is actually compiled from three different 
people who are going to be receiving free wigs. And this is actually the campaign that we're trying to drive home. And that is that once you have donated your hair, one of those Kings Me girls and many of the girls from um, King David, they are able to load themselves on our app called Hairs with Love, which is available through the App Store or Google Play. And this Hairs with Love app, you are able to trace who receives your hair. So we create working teams, and we have some wonderful women who volunteer for us. Orna Hershevitz, who's been here with us today, mm-hmm. she is such a warrior for us. She, she, she comes to the schools and tells her story and inspires these young women. And um, there's a lady called Mel Johnston, and she helps us build our app. And she, a lot of the girls are able to load themselves. Um, and their mothers are able to load themselves. And then when we create a working team, we withdraw their names, and you can then see who received your hair. And then, of course, how do these wigs get paid for? Because somebody's got to pay mm-hmm. us to make the mm-hmm. wigs. Mm-hmm. We're either looking for a amazing sponsor, financial sponsor, but really how we do it is we sell a lot of the hair that we get from the girls, and the sale of that hair pays for the manufacturer. Okay. So both ways, their donations are either for hair, in a wig or otherwise financial uh, support right. to pay for it. Because we know, I mean, a good, how long could it take to make one wig? Well, it actually takes us on average about three weeks. Three weeks to make mm. one wig. That's right. Wow, wow, wow. And it's, I mean, it's delicate work. As you said, you're knotting these five hairs or however many hairs. It's the it's knotting. Time. It's yes. the you, have you got very good eyesight, Liz? I mean, how do you do that? I was trying to sew something yesterday, and I'm very bad. I couldn't put the thread in the needle. I got my glasses. I then well, went into the sun. I don't know how you do it. It's got to be done in the morning. In the morning. I morning sun. The afternoon, my eyes can't do it. Really? Yeah. You're used glasses. to it. Yes, yeah, that's right. what I do. That's what you do. Someone has to do it. Someone does. <laughs> so three weeks and you make things. it. Yeah, I'm yeah. sure. Absolutely. Sure. And so if we know there is some urgency, then we definitely speed it up. Okay. The wig, so that the, so our client can have a lovely wig. So besides the ones who can't afford to buy their own, um, and we're not looking at the donation, someone wants to come along and have wigs made. You, that is what you do. It's your business. Right. So yes. you do it. You donate, and you on that. That's one side of it. Um, and then you, it's a business. People come in and have have wigs we made. We do carry a full stock of ready-made wigs. These are imported. And if you like your hair short, like the two sisters that just left now, their hair is short, um, you're able to wear a short synthetic wig. But for a lot of women, longer hair has absolutely very little to do with um, um, being vain. It actually has everything to do with being a woman mm. and mm-hmm. just feeling feminine and feeling connected with yourself and that's what we are able to do we're able to empower women by giving them back that sense of being a female mm. and um, there's just something very powerful in that and something that we haven't mentioned is we are talking about European hair because of the fact that it is such a delicate hair and it's never been used before right. but with our patent that we did with Weber Wenzel it includes everyone's hair so it includes ethnic hair colored mixed hair Asian Indian you name it we can make a wig out of anyone's hair of their choice. Hmm. So when we go to a lot of the high schools, a lot of the black and colored communities can also absolutely get involved. Fantastic. It's wonderful. Just fantastic. And I know that you do work with the DL Link. 
Absolutely. Mm. Absolutely. It's actually, um, it's Deborah Lear, hey, where D.L. Deborah Lear, And, you know, she had the vision and that she shared, obviously, with her mum. And, you know, I, I definitely can see, I can see a future. I, and I can see women being able to receive wigs through the community that are raised and paid for through the community mm, simply wonderful. by giving hair. Wonderful, wonderful. So inspiring. Ladies, thank you for joining us. Um, Orna, thank you for enlightening us. There you are with this beautiful, long, thick hair, <laughs> and you donate your hair. Um, and then Delia and Elizabeth, thank you so much. They co-owners, a few gray hairs, and that web that uh, app is called Hairs with Love. So come on, speak to your sisters, your daughters, your mothers, your friends, schools, do it. You've got long, beautiful hair, donate. No one will even know. Um, and you get to see who gets to enjoy your wig, your um, your hair, your beautiful, beautiful hair, gifting your gift. Wow, what a show. Ladies, thank you so much. <laughs> thank you. Uh, as always, inspired. I hope that you've been inspired. I really have enjoyed being with you this week, and I look forward to being with you same time next week. From me, Nikki Seberini, until then, goodbye.